0: Listening to the Pants Are Optional podcast. And now, your hosts, Mike and Sean.
1: Here we go, football. Here we go, Shawnee Bear to my virtual right ready to take the reins on a beautiful podcast episode. Honestly, the Pants Are Optional podcast that the Pants Are Optional was created for. It is finally here. We are live. We are ready. And we are mere hours away from it happening. Sean, how the hell are you today? I am
0: feeling great. Uh, Football's back. Uh, Football gambling is back, which also feels great. And fantasy football is back. There's a reason to live for the
1: next couple months, and I couldn't be happier. There is a reason to live indeed. We have so much to cover today. I want to start by saying, hey, welcome to avid fans of Pants Are Optional. You're in for a little bit of an adjustment period. We are now in season. It is time to celebrate the world, celebrate life, and celebrate a little bit of a different format. You see, in season, we're going to be probably trying and probably failing to do this weekly, which means we're going to be shorter episodes Probably not going to have as many two and a half hour interviews. In fact, today's podcast is packed with so much football stuff. I know that's very different than usual that we aren't going to have a full interview at all. We're going to have a lot of discussion, mostly about football. And of course, we have a couple other curveballs. But um, yeah, Sean, what do you think about this in season format? How do you think it's going to play out? Uh, I have no idea.
0: Um, Good answer. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to find out. We are going to attempt to do this every week in between uh, work. Uh, which, you know, the season or the uh, week will end Monday night and kick off Thursday night. So we have Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty much to record and do everything Thursday to release. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll see what we're able to come up with. I hope it's fun. I hope people listen and oh, we'll go from there, man.
1: You know, I just realized that we're going to have three total days to do this Monday night to Thursday night and they both kick off at eight twenty. but football games usually last about three hours. So No, three days is 72 hours, minus three, Sean. I think we have exactly 69 hours to put a podcast together. And honestly, that is just beauty. I'm just so happy that I just did that in my head. Nice. Um, So here we go. Um, What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, what this podcast looks like in season. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that draft we just had, um, including... uh, an up-and-coming draft that uh, is happening tonight, right? Uh, well, I'm, you know what? I, I was just called out because it's not yeah. tonight because you're it listening to me. last night. It happened last night. It was a great draft. So I'm really happy with my team. So we're going to talk about what the NRP League means, looks like, feels. We're going to talk about those different weeks and what it means. Uh, and then we're going to dive into um, – how about those uh, that trade weekend, Sean?
0: Yeah, we, uh, we had a great trade weekend. We got some prizes to hand out. So we're going to uh, talk to some winners and announce some prizes.
1: Yeah, I really hope we can get them live. It'd be so cool to be able to get them live and get their uh, reactions of the trade weekend results. The first ever. IBL announcement on this pod coming to your ear holes in mere minutes. And of course, we're going to end with a crowd favorite of Agree to Disagree, Sean. So what would you like to start with first? I mean, we have the Anarchy League, we have the trade results, we have the draft results. Where do you want this to go?
0: You know, why don't we uh, bang out Anarchy League, and then we can get into everything that has to do with the current PPL.
1: I would like to talk about the Anarchy League, and I want to give a huge shout out to Ian, who just never lets anything die. And you know what? About half the league enjoyed Vampire. Half the league gave it up. And ironically, the people that are good at PPL didn't give a shit about Vampire and vice versa. And that kind of just makes sense, right? It's the only thing that was holding us together. But Vampire, it had two good years. It kind of fizzled out for some. And so I'm on Reddit and I find this guillotine league and it sounds ridiculous. It sounds fun, but ridiculous. And I have no idea how the logistics would work if anybody wanted to do it. I just wanted to keep the traditional lives of our sidecar satellite league continuing. And I'm texting you, I'm texting Jigs and texting Mains. And I said, guys, I just want something to happen. And Sean, do you remember the text that you sent me to start this process of the Anarchy
2: League?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't remember exactly, but I pretty much said copying what someone else is doing is very much not how we do business. Um, if we really are going to do this, we got to do it big, and we need to come up with our own league format that has never been done in the history of fantasy football, because that's how Sean and Piss do things.
1: That is how we do things. I mean, we have a website, we have a freaking podcast for a freaking fantasy league. We go hard and we go original and I love that text and it inspired me, Sean. And so that immediately led us to shout out. Like in a span of five minutes, between you, me, and Jigs, we shouted out literally seven league ideas. Like, what if we do a two v two league? What if we do a no holds bar league? What if we can't change our lineups forever? What if we can only uh, start certain players? What if the other team can choose our starters? Like, it was amazing, and we were setting up rules and and parameters and language and technicalities. We covered it all in like five minutes, and I said, Sean, if we can do this in five minutes, let's figure out. Which one we want to do? And then I was over at your house having a couple old fashions. And what did Jigs and I come up with while you were, I don't know, somewhere else with your kid? We came up with the Anarchy League, combining all of the ridiculous ideas we had for a league and implementing everyone in a different week. And what do you think about our end product, Johnny?
0: Uh, I'm very happy with it. I love it. Um, the issue with. Vampire, as you said, is, you know, it wasn't a high buy-in. That was never the point of that league, but it just kind of got boring. Like I, It was just easy to lose interest. I feel like with what we've come up with Anarchy, it will be fun every week to see where you're at and really have to struggle and do some cool moves in order to even put a
1: roster on the field every week. I agree, and I think that this combines yearly and Dynasty Fantasy uh, relevance... With the daily, weekly challenge kind of, what is that called? The, the daily draft or the weekly draft challenge things that the that DraftKings and FanDuel used to do where every week is different because you might have a really good week, week one, but your team is garbage week two. Every single week, your team changes about your parameters and who you can start and what counts and what doesn't. I think it's going to keep interest. I want to break down the 14 weeks we have. Some of them are very self Explanatory and some of them are a little confusing, so I want to make sure that everyone is aware before Thursday kickoff, Sean. So, um, what do you think? Just kind of roll through the weeks and talk about them. Uh, yeah, we can. Before we jump in, I want to give
0: out a couple honorable mentions for stuff that was discussed before we got to this, right? Why idea. not included? Because two of the ones that I thought would have been hilarious, uh, one was suggested by Jigs was the collusion only league, <laughs> which. I thought it would have been great, just all collusion allowed, cheat on trading and say, I'll give you this guy for 20 minutes and you just give him back next week. Um, I immediately said, as commissioner, I'm just going to go in and bench whoever I'm playing, all their players every week, so I just immediately win the championship. Uh, I thought that would have been such a fun league. Obviously, so never, we- never would have worked, but it was fun
1: to talk about. Uh, we- the other we- one... Before you jump, we actually talked about different ways we would cheat, and there were some really funny ideas, even without the commissioner privileges. Like you said, like, can I just borrow Mahomes homes and you can hold my player as like collateral and I promise I'll trade him back next week, which isn't allowed already. And then maybe you don't trade him back because like anything goes. Yeah. Side hustles. I mean, I, I don't know how Add, far we can take Adding and it.
0: dropping everyone so other people can't
1: pick them up. Everything you're not supposed to do in fantasy, you could do. I thought that'd be fun. And I think right now, Ian is texting the group saying, can we please do Collusion League next year? It's a great idea, Jigs, and I appreciate the effort. Uh, Sean, what was your next honorable? So the other one was the one I
0: sent out right away as kind of a joke, but the more we talked about it, it might have worked, where one person is designated, which in this league, we decided to call that person the Lori, um, and it's a gangbang league. So every week is seven (laughs) versus one. The one gets every player they want. They can have the greatest lineup they can possibly set. And the other people are only allowed to start players that are technically considered backups. So running back twos, uh, I think we said wide receivers have to be a wide receiver three or lower Um, Uh backup tight ends, backup quarterbacks. I think you're just rooting for injuries at that point. Same with backup kickers. I don't know how you start backup defenses. I guess that's just the Cowboys. Um, (laughs) kickers, <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been fun to see. And then it would have been seven verse one. So you add up all the scores of random backups and see if they can take over the greatest roster that the other team could
1: put forward. I called it the David versus Goliath. Sean called it the gang bang. Obviously Sean is smarter than I, I love that idea. I love the honorable mentions. The other one I had, which I thought would be fun, but the logistics were a nightmare, but it would keep people involved because you'd have a partner is two v two. So it's um, everyone gets partnered up. It would be the last year's first place with eighth place. So so Sean and Chris would be on the same team and et cetera, et cetera. And it oh, would be man. 2v2. <laughs> I know. That's why we're not doing it right now. So it'd be 2v2. Every matchup would be your team's combined plus their team's combined. And it would last for two weeks. So I call it the double penetration league because I'm very mature, just like Sean with his gangbang. So 2v2 for two weeks, the loser the losers are out after two weeks, which of course that's the problem because you wouldn't be inv- excited anymore. But what I thought would be cool was you and your partner could like trade and share players like, Hey man, like my running backs hurt. Like give me your third running back or whatever. And you would be like helping each other. So like there would be like that kind of weird collusion where you always wanted to be able to help and like balance out your team. But the final after three teams, six people are out, the final would be, the two remaining partners going against each other in the finals. So you wouldn't want to give them too much of your team because you'd be playing against them at the end. I think there was a dynamic there. Um, I'm going to give another honorable mention because it was my idea and I'm a genius, but the the Anarchy League stands above the rest. 14 weeks, 14 Different challenges. Every week has different rules. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be so hard to track, but I'm gonna do my best and try to keep this up because it's too much fun. Let's start with very easy week one and two. Week one, you can only start players that play on AFC teams, and week two, you can only start players that start on NFC teams. Is that gonna change your draft strategy at all, Sean? Um,
0: probably, especially because it's week one and two. You know, if I grab my quarterback one. I'm going to try to make sure whatever quarterback two I grab is in the other conference or else I'm going to have to do some ad drops right off the bat. Um, Agree. You know, receivers, running backs, I guess, same thing. You really got to make sure you have at least two uh, from each division or each conference. I mean, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be something to look at Like I said, especially with them being the first two weeks, it's kind of easy to plan for, which is nice.
1: I'm giving something real quick, so keep on talking.
0: Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. It'll be definitely nice because I'm not positive like Zach knows the conferences. Um, Ian, I think, does. Definitely won't know the divisions once we get there. Spoilies. <laughs>
1: so, not, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that I found what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um... This is good. Okay. Um, so the next one, the next two is, and I'm changing this, Sean, as like, uh, the next two, the first one was supposed to be, you have to start all of your youngest, your oldest players. You know, your youngest players. Then week four, you've started all your oldest players. And you need to like search ages and stuff. I'm changing it up. The average age in the NFL is 25, 25 and a half. So oh, in- you're going above and below. Over under in week three, you have to start 20 people that are under uh 25 and a half years old, or we'll say 25. And then week four, you have to start players that are older than 25. What do you think, Shawnee? A little bit easier, All you have to do search ages for one player.
0: Um, yeah, I think it's easier to plan. I think it'll be definitely more difficult roster wise. I mean, starting your oldest and youngest is nice, like if you have two quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah. They both they both work back to
1: back weeks.
0: Correct. You could this, you very easily yeah. have two quarterbacks that are above 27 so or 25 and a half 26 oh, whatever. Oh
1: totally. Yeah. So so for the first four weeks you want a under and over 25 AFC and NFC quarterback. It's very simple. I mean, you see how easy this can be to plan. I I just I'm adding <laughs> the, more anarchy. The waiver wire is going to be so important. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just going to be everyone reaching for the youngest guys that week, it's going to—it might be a absolute fail. I don't care. It's going to be so much fun. Okay. Week five, Ian, Chris, Zach, this one's for you. Week five, only kickers and defense, John.
0: It is going to be the most boring week to track. Nobody kick this in defenses is going to be so dumb, but I hope they enjoy yeah. it so much. What do you think the high score of the week's going to be? Like 15. Oh, yeah, that's a good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I mean, like, there will be, like be a defense that has like 10. It'll probably be like 25 or 30. What's the lowest scoring? Do you think someone gets negative? I hope someone goes negative so bad. Can I add it to the record book?
1: <laughs> I would finally not be the lowest scoring at 53. All right, so week six, we definitely have to explain because this was another idea of mine. It didn't even make honorable mention, but it was actually very uh, discussed at length between us three, and that is the TPIR League. The price is right. And so now we did implement it into week six. The price is right. Closest to 100 points without going over wins, Sean. Tell me what that actually means.
0: Uh, I mean – Exactly what you said. You have to set your lineup, and once you set it and, like, the week starts, you cannot make adjustments. Um, and the goal is to have your roster finish as close as possible to 100 points. So if you have a couple players and Thursday night and the early games on Sunday and you're at, like, 98.8, you cannot bench the rest of your players. You just have to hope they score zero. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, so tell there's me about the strategy here. There's a possibility that everybody busts. So yes, we, could, it, we could all take an L. I don't know if that's even possible
1: in our systems. We'll figure it out. Sean's a smart guy. Um, yeah. Tell me about the strategy, because if both, so like if you're against, uh, you know, you and I are playing and we both hit 101 points or you hit 101, I hit 102, we both are going to somehow get Ls in the system. we got to figure out if game can do that. Uh, but we can manually change wins and losses, we think. Um, so talk about the strategy because that takes away the boomer bust, right? Now we're talking about like more stable mid-tier players and like are you gonna start a full roster? I, I don't know like what do you what are your thoughts?
0: yeah, i don't I don't know if you want to start a full roster like players you know, I don't know if you want guys like Mahomes and Tyree Hill that could have like 203 touchdowns as a receiver and score like 70 on their own like you need guys that are okay and are just going to do okay. And that's it. I, I don't know. It's going to be really hard.
1: Um, practiced. I want one team to forget to do this. And they all have all their greatest players started so that the other team can $1 Bob them and just bench their entire team, except for a kicker. Yeah, and that's the kicker. $1 Bob.
0: And then their kicker misses a field goal and they get a negative.
1: That's still closest to 100 without going over.
0: I guess you're right.
1: Yeah, see? Okay, Um, real quick, we're going to fly through a couple of the easy ones. So week seven is a normal week. The reason it's normal is because week eight is a no-repeat week. Week seven, you do whatever you want, but week eight, you can only start players that didn't start in week seven. That is a full roster change. I have no idea how that's going to happen. So
0: you have to to drop your defense and kicker and get new ones, which is hilarious.
1: Or just leave it blank. I don't know. Like, leave it blank. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. Um, week nine is actually, week nine and 10, I think is going to be our favorites because you don't have to do anything. (laughs) Week nine, your entire roster counts. So your, your bench and your starters, we're going to count up all the points, Sean is, and you're going to see who outscored the other starters and bench. And then week 10 is best ball, Sean, similar, but not the exact same. What's
0: best ball? So best ball, again, you don't set a lineup and normally in a best ball league, the computer would do this, but in this case. We will be doing. Sean, (laughs) Um, uh, we'll basically just go back and manually set your best lineup. So if you had three quarterbacks on your roster, we'll automatically make your starter whoever had the best best week um, and so forth. So it'll be best possible lineup versus best possible lineup, and then we'll uh, figure out who wins and loses there.
1: Yeah. So week nine and ten, you don't have to do any lineup changes. You can add drop, of course, but you don't have to do any lineup changes. I just realized that. I'm not gonna say it. Sean, after this call, I'm gonna talk about how we can easily, easily win week nine. I just figured it out. Okay. Uh and I think everyone else else also figured it out because it's not too hard. Um pick up all quarterbacks. Pick up all the quarterbacks, correct. Okay. <laughs> so week eleven is potentially my favorite week here. Your opposing team sets your lineup. This has been a joke forever. This was a in the the show, the league. I always wanted to do this. What do you think about setting your lineup and what are the rules? can't just bench everyone
0: yeah so you have to have a full lineup but I mean I think with all these where it gets interesting like we even said you can go pick up all the quarterbacks that's fine but then all of your other good players are gone and like other people can pick them up so that you can help yourself one week but you're going to hurt yourself the rest of the year you know same thing going into this if you if there's people you really don't want your opponent to start, you can just go drop a bunch of people because they can only start based on who's on your team. But then you don't have them for the next week potentially if they get picked up. So if this is this whole league is actually very interesting with the amount of strategy that's going to have to go into it.
1: Correct. The strategy goes into it, it's insane if you want to put your effort in. And remember, there is a little bit of money on this line, and you know we didn't have everyone agree to it, but it's fine. It's twelve dollars and fifty cents. The winner of this league will have a free buy-in next year. $1,250 times $800. So that's what's on the line is a free buy-in next year. Um, Okay, week 12 is the stupidest idea I've had in a while. It doesn't make sense. I said no team repeats. You said that's too easy. So we said no division repeats. Everyone on your starting starting roster has to be on different divisions. Mathematically, this is just ridiculous.
0: Um, Again... Really funny because there is only eight divisions and nine roster spots, so you can't even put a full roster out for this week. If and if you happen to actually have all eight divisions, that's going to be very rare. It's going to be rare. So again, there's going to be some ad drops, but like whatever team defense you start, you just can't play a single person from that team from that whole division. <laughs> this is so good. There's a lot of strategy that I didn't realize. Yeah, but again, like do. You want to add, drop a bunch of people to fill this, or are you just going to say, screw it and take a loss?
1: I love it. I love this. This is a good idea. This is absolute anarchy. Like, okay. Week 13. It's again, no thought goes into this. You just have to start your worst projected players per position for that week. So you go in there, you see what they're projected. You choose the worst. This comes down to, the depth of your bench, which as Sean has told you, has been fully swapped through about twelve times already in twelve weeks. So now week thirteen, you're going to have a team that you don't even recognize, and you have to start your worst projected. <sighs> but are they allowed to drop players? We got to figure this out, Sean. They would just drop their worst projected.
0: Uh, correct, but I mean that's but totally that's okay. Allowed. But again, that's okay. So you're screwed for week fourteen and and playoffs, playoffs, which we're going to get into. Is key. So again, is this one win important?
1: Oh my God. This is such a good idea. Like, God, we're awesome. Okay. Uh, Week 14 is extremely basic and simple during that week. You're going to have to go into the NFL playoff projections who, whichever team is actually currently in the playoffs. If the season ended that week, those are the only players you're allowed to play. So for example, you might have Joe Mixon on the bungles and he may finally have a normal decent year and he didn't suck but they're not going to make the playoffs. So you cannot start him because they're not in the playoff running and not even the playoff hunt, the actual like seven playoff spots. So you're going to lose a lot of good players on a lot of bad teams. So ha- I half think the, the that's league is
2: gone.
1: Yeah.
0: Over, over half the over, over, yeah, So there will be 14 teams available. I, again, I don't know if we're even going to be able to put full rosters out.
1: Correct. Correct. And that leads us to the playoffs.
0: And- I'm starting to think our league's going to hate this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is so much more work. We literally started this league as like a no-brainer, and now it's no. the-brainer. It's so complicated.
0: It. I'm it. so excited.
1: Uh, so, what we'll try to do every Tuesday, we'll send out a text of what the that week's rules are, and just try to follow it. We're not going to be like we're not gonna be able to check everyone's lines up, but like try to follow the rules. Right? We finally make it to playoffs. If somehow this league isn't burned to the ground by then, and if somehow everybody didn't quit by then normal rules in the playoffs start whoever you want good luck sean the anarchy league in one sentence sum up what we just did sum up the anarchy league sean
0: uh it's life-changing i think this is going to catch on i'm assuming everyone who listens to this podcast is going to be in an anarchy league i think chelsea m already started a second one um it's it's big
1: I think we make it four weeks before, and I I don't want to say their name, but I know who's going to be like, this is so dumb because we, I know that we're not smart people, but like we're normally logically intelligent people. This is so ridiculous. I think they're going to be like, I, Hey man, I'm out. Like, keep my 12.50, I'm done. But you know what? I've been surprised before, and I love this league. And the cool thing about the PPL is we're just up for anything. We're up for whatever, and we're all in. Like, we don't bitch and complain unless you're Sean Newport. We don't bitch and complain. We just do it. And I think maybe it has hope.
0: Nobody even knows, like, fully what this league is yet. We just told them there's a draft tonight, and everyone's like, all right.
1: Yeah. It was actually, you know, supposed to be Tuesday, and I had to cancel for personal reasons. I'll tell you about that on uh when I see you on Thursday, oh, it's a funny story. Um, so the draft is Wednesday night. We already did it. I hope your teams look good. Thursday night kickoff is coming up, but more importantly, the PPL draft was a raging success for, you know, me. So do you want to hit about the draft before we kick it off to the IBL?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, I, our draft, it sucked for me. I mean, I hated the, the draft I landed on, Um Definitely some uh, some overall good drafts. I will say I think the my three favorite drafts were you, Pratt, and Giggy. Um, you getting Trevor Lawrence, Devonta Smith, Rashad Bateman. I think all really good picks. I think Rondell Moore could be really good. Uh, Pratt getting Trey Lance, Kyle Pitt, and Pat Fryer. That you want to know be... how many times
1: I tried to trade him for Fryer Muth? I'm sure. The entire day that was the next pick after him. Maines wanted to trade up with me. If Pratt didn't pick him, Pratt did pick him. And I almost gave away way too much. But next year, when Fryer-Muth is TE1 pro bowl, you'd be like, Pissy, you should have done it. I tried so hard.
0: Uh it's- I unfortunately I'm I- pretty sure Jigs had the best draft here. He got nausea. Uh, Mac Jones in the second, who's looking pretty good already, but hopefully he dies. Um, Michael Carter, who's probably going to be the Jets running back one. Terrace Marshall, who's looking really good in Carolina. I mean, he had a loaded draft. Obviously, it's early. They could all be terrible except for Najee. Um, But, yeah, Jigs had a pretty good draft. Um, So
1: we're going to talk about a couple other teams, but the the next – is i I, sean i'm handing you a box and in that box is chris's draft strategy and i'm going to hand you a ribbon i would like you for our listeners to put a bow on chris's draft strategy i want you to summarize the ups and downs lefts and rights trade back trade forward to get shitty players tell me summarize his draft strategy for all of our listeners to understand the genius that is Christopher Carlson.
0: I don't I honestly don't know if I can summarize it. He had the number four pick, and more than anything in the world, he needed a quarterback. And one of the really good quarterbacks would have made it to him. So, like any logical person would do, he traded out of that spot. Um, I think he got a little bit in return. Tyler Boyd and maybe a draft pick later.
1: He got Tyler uh, Boyd in, in 106, right?
0: I think he got a, like a third rounder or something, too. I don't remember. Okay. Um, but he moved back to the sixth pick to take Travis Etienne, um, which, I mean, makes sense for him to grab him because he has James Robinson. Uh, Etienne then immediately died for the year. Um, but then Chris also traded back into the first round by giving up next year's, I think, first and second? <laughs> Uh, to take Zach Wilson, who I mean he does look good, but I mean he could have just taken Fields or Wilson at four and then traded like just a little bit to move up to the number eight pick and got ETN anyway. So I don't yeah, I don't know. It was a very weird <laughs> weird move by Chris. He hasn't drafted in the first round for like five years, so I don't I think he was confused. He was out of his territory. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so Chris has a quarterback who might be good and a running back who's already dead.
1: And he does not have a first and second next year. Thanks for giving it to Jigs. Jigs really needed the help. We appreciate it. Any other <laughs> yeah. uh, comments on the draft? Uh, um, any other picks? You hated yours. You were pitching the fact, whole time.
0: Look, I had the eighth pick, which I knew was going to suck. I was really hoping Zach Wilson would have fell to me, and he might have had Jigs not traded that pick away. I got stuck with Jamar Chase, who I wasn't happy about. I tried to trade that pick, and Jamar Chase already looks like the worst receiver in football history. I hope oh, he I'm turns it game. around, and I hope I don't. No, better. you don't. No, you don't. Do you really for fantasy purposes? I do, but man, yeah, just overall, not not super thrilled. But hey,
1: get him next year. Get him next year. Speaking of getting him next year any further comments on the draft before we kick it over to the first ever in season ibl shawnee
0: how was that speaking of next year
1: yeah it was a great transition by me i'm a really good host really good host no i have no idea
0: next year any comments on what we did three months ago (laughs) Uh, no i mean uh, you know i don't know the draft was fun it was it went well for other people (laughs) <laughs> but more importantly, that just means the season is here. And I am pumped. I can't wait to hear what these IBLs we have coming this year. Hopefully we have a, a few good ideas. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I got stuck with fucking Morius's calling to a radio station bet. Yes, you did.
1: Yeah. Um you did you check your bye weeks that week yet? Uh
0: I don't think it's bad. I did check. I don't think it's anyone horrible.
1: Yeah, I think your good. I think Chris has maybe one guy. And we were wrong. We weren't saying week 13, but it was week 11, right?
0: Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I had have to go done. back and listen. I really should have cheated. I make the schedule. Oh, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I could have just done whatever I wanted, but
1: – But this is not the Collusion League. That's the next year's all Collusion League. Yeah, so Really got Proud to start you're cheating
0: better in this league.
1: Well – with that, I cannot wait to hear the first ever IBL live announced and live discussed. Well, we also got to throw up. it to
0: our uh, trade weekend winners.
1: Oh, what should we do first? You want to do IBL or trade weekend?
0: Let's do uh, trade weekend so we can finish off recapping the off season, and IBL will kick us into the regular season.
1: I love it. Let's do it. Sean Newport, the day is done. The event has passed, and now we lie with results. This is a big moment for the PPL. In fact, I think this is the first ever inaugural pull-out-of-a-hat results live on air, recorded on a podcast. Sean, tell the people what we're up to.
0: So we are selecting the winners of our PPL trade weekend. Um, We had a lot of trades go through, so it it was a good time. I think we got nine. Uh, Which is pretty cool. So we're going to be putting everyone who took a trade's name into a hat and drawing out winners for our two prizes, which uh, for those of you who do not remember, are a get out of Ian bet free card. So you can skip an Ian bet if you lose this year. And also a custom pissy video. So you can send a request to Pistanis to make any ridiculous video that you choose um Mike and I agreed to avoid any bitching and complaining from the people in this league we have removed ourselves from this so even though we both made multiple trades uh, we're gonna take the high road here and not even put our names in the hat
1: for the drawing so that hurt that hurt my soul um, especially because I made some blockbusters but that's okay you know I'm here for you guys really what uh, the sacrifices we make I mean a martyr is a strong word but I guess we could be called martyrs and you know, the cash value of these um, non redeemable for cash, but that it's equated to over a thousand dollars. The first thing I want to do is Sean, can you read off the uh, number of names that we have in the hat? And I know that we're not total. So he's just going to read down the lines of exactly how many names and what they are in, we call it out of the hat. It's actually out of my uh, microphone bag that I use to record the podcast. So go ahead and tell me those names in my hand in my bag right now crumpled up in little tiny balls for no one to see but my hand as I reach in after Sean tells us what names are in this bag.
0: Correct so going in order here we have Ian, Christopher, Mains, Pratt, Ian, Mains, Pratt, Ian, Ian, and Chris. So Ian's going to win both of these. I'm pretty positive. Uh, it would be it would be really fun if he loses both, but...
1: Uh, yeah, I think Ian has four or five. I think Pratt has two. Uh, Chris has two. Mains has two, I think. Um, no Zach Long. No um, jigs. Is
0: that correct? No jigs. No me. No you. So okay. only four people are even in the running here.
1: Uh, okay. So the first is the Ian bet. No repeats. So whoever wins the Ian bet cannot win the pissy video. Sean, are you ready? I am ecstatic. Let's go. My hand barely fits in this bag. Okay, it's a tiny little guy. Okay. I have a crumpled up piece of paper in my hand. I am revealing the paper right now. (laughs) And it's Ian. All right. So Ian Lindsay gets out of an Ian bet, if he so chooses. And this is lifetime transferable. And I want to do something fun, Sean. I don't know if this is going to work, but do you want to hang in there with me?
0: I guess
1: I, this is, this has never been done before. I don't even know if it's going to work, but I'd love to tell him live on air that he won.
0: You should have picked the second one because he's probably going to win that too.
1: Well, no, he can't. It's one, it's one each. So if I, pick, uh-huh. hi, Ian. Hi, this is Mike Pistenis from the pants are optional podcast. How are you doing today? Oh my goodness, How are you? I can't hear you at all. So whatever you're doing, fix it. Cause this is important because we're recording your call. So I need you to fix whatever, why, why I can't hear you at all. Okay, Sean, can you, uh, can you hear this? uh... All right. Can you hear me now? Uh, Is that better, Sean?
0: Yeah, it's better on my side.
1: Uh, Ian, something big just happened, man. Uh So we are recording our, um, latest segment of pants are optional. And we decided to do a live announcement of the trade weekend winners. Uh, And your name was picked out of a bag for the Ian Get Out of Jail Ian Bet League bets for Ian. So you won your own Ian bets and you now have a get out of bet free. So I want I want you to tell the audience what's going through your head right now, man. This must be very exciting for you.
2: I'm texting Chris right now to trade this to him for his first (laughs) round seven years.
1: (laughs) We did say this was tradable, didn't we, Sean? Sean can't answer you, but he can hear you.
0: I don't like to hear
1: him anyways. Yeah, I think the Ian... But but hey, I'm going to ask you, because this isn't going to come out right away. I'm going to ask you to keep this mum until it's announced so that uh, we have time to tell the losers that they lost and we announced this. But what do you think... Okay, does this amp up your Ian bet, knowing that no matter what happens, you don't have to do the next one?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd almost rather
0: like this not be made public. Like It might be fun to just say, hey, we picked the Ian bet
2: winner, and we're not telling you who it is. That
1: way, I can make the bet as ridiculous as possible. Ian's like, "Hey, sh- hey, Chris, maybe the loser this week has to, like, you know, cut their cut their leg off and then swim with sharks or something. Like, is that something we want to do, Chris? And then, like, you yeah. know, you don't have to do it, but he'll die. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, well, it is public, but not yet. Um, when this podcast launches, as the listeners are popping their ear holes to hear the winner. I'm sure there are three devastating individuals out there. Uh, but you know what, Ian, you're the winner. And I just want to say uh, from one PPL'er to another, congratulations, man. I'm happy for you. Thank you, sir. It feels good to, to win something in our league for once. <laughs> and, and no one deserved it more than you because you made 39 trade weekend trades. So I'm happy to see your name in front of me, man. Thanks, yeah. The odds were in my favor. <laughs> All right, buddy. Congrats. I'll talk to you. All right. See you guys. Bye. Wow, what an exciting moment that was for him, huh?
0: That was huge. And now, I mean, I just can't wait to see who wins this pissy video. Um, uh, yeah. Mike, I just want to say I'm very proud of you for taking your name out of the hat because without this drawing, I don't know how you could ever get a video made by yourself.
1: I've done it multiple times, Sean. In fact, uh, every video is for me by me. I'm like the I'm like the FUBU of pissy videos, and uh, and but you know this is good. Um, I, I want to give back. This is going to cost me, as we all know, seven dollars and forty nine dollars uh, forty nine cents plus tip. And I always tip can, my my guy.
0: Can I say I'm rooting for Pratt, game time, <laughs> because I feel like he has the most messed up and fun <laughs> ideas, just not the ability to make them happen. I like that. So Pratt, if he Pratt's gets to come great. up with something and then implement it through you, I'm going to be excited.
1: Pratt's going to – so now Ian can't win. Okay, so there's a bunch of Ians. I might pull Ian next and I'll have to throw it away. So we have mains Chris and Pratt in my hands. And uh, I hope they answer. That was great that Ian answered You know, during a work day. Not that we're recording this during work or anything. Sean, are you ready for me to unfurl this paper in front of me? Let's do it winner of the 2021 Trade Weekend Pissy Video is Christopher Carlson. What do you think about that pick? Not as much fun as Pratt, but I'm excited for
2: him. Um, please state your name after the tone. At Google
1: Voice. I just called uh, Chris's pager, so I'm going to try that again, you know, because uh, I don't know why he has a pager. Actually, it's his Google Voice number, but um, I have it down as pager because I thought that was funny. Let's try, it. try this again. See if because he works weird hours. Maybe we'll get lucky if we get two for he's, two.
0: He's off on paternity leave, so.
1: Oh yeah, so I mean, he better answer, and you can he's hear like, my dryer going off. I uh, think
0: your laundry's done.
1: Christopher, Sean, he answered. Uh, Chris, this is Mike Pistenis from the Pants Are Optional podcast. How are you today? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I know that you have kids, but this is more important. Can you focus on me for two minutes? Okay, perfect. Um, I, I am obliged to say that this call is being recorded for training and podcast purposes. And I know you forget what the name of the podcast is, but pants are optional. Uh, something big okay. just happened, Chris, and I wanted to give you a call to talk to you about it live on air. Okay. Well, Sean, made a bold decision to announce the trade weekend winners for the 2021 trade weekend. Now, I, I'm dismayed to say that your name came second. So, yeah, it certainly is well, it? yeah, no, you didn't win, you didn't win the Ian e bet, get out of jail free, but you did win the free pissy video of your choice, and I want to tell you live on air, congratulations and, and get your thoughts on uh, how you're feeling right now in this moment of euphoria. Uh,
2: I don't know what that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right, he doesn't listen to our podcast. What a piece of shit. Sean, Sean can't talk to you, but he can hear you. Sean, can we just... Just, can we just say fuck this guy? Just take it away from him because he doesn't listen to our podcast.
0: I mean, I literally can't expect less of Chris, and somehow he pulled it off. So,
1: This is the worst moment of my life, Chris. Um, you know how I do dumb videos? Well, the trade weekend, um, the trade weekend reward that you won is I get to make any pissy video about anything you want, whether it's fantasy football related or beyond. I'll use my voiceover guy, 10-minute uh, maximum. And uh, it, it's. I'm just. I'm now your video bitch for at least one. You can use it against an opponent one week. You can use it um, like to like tell your kids that they suck. Whatever you want to do, man. I'm here for you. So, what are your initial thoughts now that you know that that exists?
2: Well, uh, my initial thoughts were to use it against Jigs and tell him how terrible a person he is. Um, but uh, I think I'm going to save it. And uh, abuse it for rival week, and let you bitch uh, about yourself.
1: Oh, that's a solid idea. Now you want to tell <laughs> Jigs how bad he is about himself. Is it because he trade raped you and you let him? Because you you know he always it, does. It does take. He makes me feel like I did a good job, but I didn't. It does take more than one person to be trade raped. No, I didn't consent. <laughs> <laughs> So you are thinking about using against myself, and I have nothing but respect for you. And I'm happy for you, even though you don't listen to our podcast. And I just want to say live on air, Christopher. Now, I want you to keep this, you know, between you and I until the podcast goes live. You'll probably listen to it in 2023 when you can actually find it on a podcast yeah. because you don't know what our podcast name is. But um, I just want to say congrats, man. and I'm happy for you. I, you know, you deserve to win in this league, and I was happy to see your name pop out of that hat. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Any parting words <laughs> before you go, uh, you know, handle your children um, for the 49 plus viewers and listeners that we have on this podcast. I uh, don't have kids. That's well said. And there's nothing more to say, Christopher. I love you. Goodbye.
2: Yeah.
1: Sean, when we first started this, I never thought we'd get two different winners, two different phone calls. I mean, who answers phones anymore? Is that, is it? Cause I'm so important. That they're like, oh, this is calling big deal.
0: Uh, no, it's because Ian's job is very easy and Chris wanted any distraction from his children. So that's correct. Well, I'm asking for them. Can can I say real quick, Chris's idea of making you make a video trash talking yourself is awesome.
1: You know, it would take creativity, it would take uh, an, an element of expertise that I haven't access in my brain yet you know I, I want to evolve as a video maker and i shit on everyone and everything except for myself that would be a project that i will wholeheartedly take on and uh, i i couldn't be happier about that idea and i hope he does it i hope he does it now do you think ian trades his added bet with chris i see that happening somehow is that that's allowed right did we make it tradable i
0: think we did but i mean i don't know i'm i feel like i'm kind of in charge around here so sure
1: I think on the call last time we made it tradable just on a whim for no reason um, because, you know, we just make up rules as we go. That would be fun. I could see that being very valuable. Would that hurt the league, though? I mean, I'd like to see suffer.
0: No, I mean, someone's still going to suffer. It's just one week. People don't do their bets half the
1: time anyway, so. That's true, especially Chris. well. Well, this was a ball, Sean. Hey, thank you for, um, you know, thank you for being there for me um, during the tough times of trade weekend, um, pushing me to further schedule a good time and be uh, excited. I mean, what we did in trade weekend was nothing short of miraculous, courageous, and um, and it was wildly successful. I mean, nine trades. I don't think we had nine trades the past four years in our league, and it, we had a it it, weekend. I just counted. We only
0: had seven, but still. Hey, that's a that's a good day, and maybe next year we'll hit double digits.
1: Sean did say nine before this call started, so that's his fault. But seven's better, I think. Last time we had four or five, so baby steps to the double digits, Sean. And I want to thank you. And uh, now I believe it is time to make sure that we can afford to continue this podcast uh, by hearing a word from our sponsors.
0: Well, guys, it's football season, and that can only mean one thing. People are about to die. Your players are going to get injured, and you're going to need something to do with their bodies when they're dead. And that's where our friends over at Boop Dead Funeral Home come into play. They got all your needs covered whenever you need to get rid of your players and get some new ones on your bench. They can have a funeral ready in under 10 minutes for your players after they go down. So when you need to plan your next speedy funeral to get someone off your roster, head on over to boopdeadfunerals.com and use promo code pants are optional. Ian Bet Legacy brought to you by DCR Bud Wright Ride.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining this special iteration of IBL. In fact, the first ever in-season IBL interview. I am so thrilled to bring to your ear holes the first ever live slash recorded on a podcast IBL announcement. We are finally taking the stress away from the IBC and the IBCA. It is all in Christopher Carlson's hands. He's here with us today to tell us what he's up to with week one bet we are going to hear live you hear my reaction unfortunately sean died so it's just me and we're going to talk about what we think about this we're going to ask chris some follow-up questions some technicalities make sure we fill those loopholes maybe next time we'll actually get the ibca on here because he does a better job than me but for now it's me and you chris ready to hear the greatest bet in ppl IBL history chris how the hell are you today
2: Hey man, I'm you know I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, a little stressed out, you know, with the retirement of the IBC and the IBCA. It's put a, a lot of work on my end, but uh, you know I can get it done. Uh, but yeah, how are you?
1: I'm good, man. I am so excited to finally do this. I don't know if we're going to pull this off. This is going to be a lot of work for you and a lot of work for me. But I think it's going to be more fun to actually hear live, like instead of a sixteen and a half page you know book that we sent <laughs> over text with you know follow up questions even still sometimes the rules that we create you know you guys didn't even agree to we just added shit so this way i think it's a little more streamlined <laughs> uh, i'm really good man i mean i am near hours away from seeing the a national football league play and i'm just in a great mood and i can't wait to see what's on the line for fantasy for th- thursday night for the pittsburgh steelers and for the e EM- n bet legacy so oh, I mean, yeah. let's jump into it man what what are your thoughts where are you at like give me the rundown tell me about your off-season thoughts I want you to talk for like six hours about the IBL finishing <laughs> with what the week one bet is
2: all right yeah so uh um I don't think anyone has more on the line this week than I do I've got both my quarterbacks playing tonight so we'll know you know at uh, 10 o'clock tonight if I have lost or not <laughs> but uh the, the prep work and everything leading up to, to this year and everything has, uh, has been a lot. Uh, you know, trying to figure out some bets to have uh, on the side just in case. I, I can't think of one that week has been very, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, it's, it's been nerve-wracking knowing that I'm going to have to do 75% of these. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> this week's is is not terrible, but it is at the same time. Um, it's going to be very funny, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'll lead into that in a little bit whenever uh, we go over the rules. And uh, just because we're going over the podcast, don't think I'm not going to send them out in the, in the, the league uh, text message thread. Oh. Because, you so know, we, we still have to have some type job. of paper trail. <laughs> uh, that's actually true, because then we can save it, up, Sean, with the website.
1: No, that's actually really good. So before we dive into that, oh yeah, how, how many points tonight? From your two quarterbacks, and then I think you have Evans as well. Do you think gives you a shot?
2: But like, what's the tier Where if they hit the threshold, they hit it, and you're like, okay. I mean, Dak needs (laughs) forty. Brady needs maybe at least thirty. Evans needs two touchdowns, (laughs) and then maybe I have a chance. (laughs) Hunt needs to not kick someone tonight. So jigs,
1: uh, jigs. If you're down by less than hundred, apparently you're in a good spot. I like that, man. Oh yeah, like that's gonna yes, be fun. Sure. Uh, and you know, <laughs> PSA, um, ten dollar free same game parlay on FanDuel and twenty five dollar same game parlay for the week one on DraftKings. It's gonna be a money maker. You know, we, you and I will never see PPL winnings, but maybe we'll see some DraftKings. So oh, PSA, yeah. for best those, believe I put, put all those on, on this game. <laughs> awesome, so um you know usually it's a negotiation usually there's some horrible ideas thrown out before the actual one's chosen were there any any uh bums out there that you were like that's a stupid idea or jigs like it's a stupid idea let's not do that
2: so jigs had an idea and i'm not saying it was stupid but it was stupid for me uh, and let me explain okay. so his bet was that uh, for a week straight, we had to drink a glass of orange juice and then brush our teeth. Um, obviously, I, I'm, from what I understand, that is a terrible experience. Um, but coming from someone who has no taste buds, I, it would do absolutely nothing to me. Uh, so if it was between someone else, yeah, that's absolutely terrible. But with me, that's a win. <laughs> you know, I, I'll do that three times a day. I don't care. <laughs> so uh,
1: if you're thinking about bets now, um, mm-hmm. Any food or taste related bet, just save for next year. We know Chris won't be the IBL next year. It's that either going to be Ian if Chris loses again, or someone else. Save the like, taste like bets that's for next year, guys. It might be me. I don't know if if yeah, it, it's I'm I'm going to either yeah. I don't want to talk about my team. It might be me, but save your taste <laughs> bets for next year.
2: Oh man. So any
1: other ones you want to talk about that you did, didn't get chosen? Uh,
2: I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, after he threw that out there, I, I threw around a couple of my ideas in my own head, and then I decided to, to take to Reddit, uh, who is like my number one supplier for fantasy bets. And uh, I stumbled across like three or four different ones, and then I kind of merged them together, and then it just made sense, and that's how I came up with this week's bet. <laughs> there is a the fantasy
1: bet subreddit. Tell me everything right now.
2: Oh, so um, there was like three different subreddits that I was on. Um, one was um, oh L- league loser, I think it was. Um, oh, the other one was weekly bets, and I can't remember what the other one was. But like it gave like anything from extreme, you know, losing the league um, yeah. bets to to little side bets. Some of them were hilarious. Some of them were stupid, and some of them were just like, never in a million years would I do that. <laughs> um, well, okay, so what do we end up
1: with? This is exciting. I didn't know that we had some research. Yeah. It's awesome.
2: Right. Oh yeah. Hey, I, I don't, uh, I don't mess around. I do my job very seriously. A lot better than the IBC and the IBCA. Hey, I'm yeah. here
1: I'm here with you right now, Mister. I don't want to hear it.
2: Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me let me pull up my notes here, and I can uh, I can show you what we're dealing with today. All right. Can you still hear me? I can, sir. Go ahead. You're live. Recorded. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, everyone knows the, what the nuclear football is, right? Or yes. at least, you know, you, you should. If you don't, I have a brief definition of it. Uh, this is taken directly from Wikipedia. Uh, I have not altered it in any way, shape, or form. This is exactly I'm how sure. it says on Wikipedia. Insert sure winky face.
1: If you... Um... If you guys have to create nuclear fusion, I'm not allowed to publicly put this on the internet. So I just want a little (laughs) asterisk there. Um, But uh, so when you haven't changed anything on what you're about to read, I totally believe you. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so the nuclear football, also known as the atomic football, the president's emergency satchel, the presidential emergency satchel, and the cooler for the Nectar of the Gods. It is a briefcase, the contents of which are to be used by the president to get completely fucked up while away from his home refrigerator. It functions as a mobile cooling unit in the strategic drinking system of the PPL. It is held by an aide-de-camp, a.k.a. this week's loser. All right, so now that you have a little background on on, on what the uh, nuclear football is, I have a list of rules here. It's about seven rules long, so it's not quite as long as they used to be. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to dumb it down for everyone so that there's not too much going on.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: All right. So you're ready. Rule yeah. number one. All right. So it is a new year. And with that, we let bygones be bygones. The IBC and the IBCA will be forgiven for their uh, for abandoning their duties. Yes. All right. So rule number two, with that being said, IBC and IBCA can still fuck off. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I agree. All right. Okay. Now we get into the real rules. (laughs) So rule number three, um, the loser of this week must carry the nuclear football, which in parentheses, I have the, a cooler full of beer around for the duration of the next PPL event. Okay. Uh, Number four. uh, Wow. Yes. When the winner desires a beer, they must ask.
1: Oh my God, Sean just joined. Hold on, Timeout out. Stop everything. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Yo, yo,
2: yo.
1: <laughs> oh my God, Sean just joined. Sean, he's literally just starting the rules. Uh, I think when he joined, Chris, you cut off. So start with rule so. number three. Start with rule number three.
0: Why did you start without okay. me? Because you're said a dick.
1: Five minutes ago. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Chris. Because I'm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I just I, got it. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with lunch right after this. So, we're going to jump to rule number three. Chris, the okay. yours.
2: All right. So, rule number three. Uh, the loser must carry the nuclear football, a.k.a. a cooler full of beer, around for the duration of the next PPL event. Um, number four. When the winner desires a beer, they must ask for the launch codes. And the aide-de-camp, a.k.a. this week's loser, will hand the winner... A Beer and say, here, Mr. President. <laughs> that, I think that's going to be I, the hardest part right there is because I'm going to forget to say here, Mr. President, like 20 different times.
1: Slap, slap <laughs> so I already screen. know it's me. <laughs> slap it. Yeah. OK.
2: All right. Rule number five. Uh, loser put down, let go of or hand off the nuclear football at any time throughout the night. If this occurs, the loser must shotgun a beer and be penalized with league-wide slapulation. <laughs> so just like in real life, you cannot put it down. In fact, I may handcuff it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> How do we have rules on size here? Are we going to get into that? So, so yep, that, that's coming up next. That's coming up next. <laughs> so number six, loser is responsible for supplying the cooler and purchasing the winner's beer. Uh, which we have decided in a side text is going to be a six-pack. Okay. And then uh, lastly is uh, number seven. This one is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, In the event of a tie, both bettors will carry around the opponent's nuclear football, and when they desire a beer, they must let out their best Feeney call. And the (laughs) (laughs) aide-de-camp handing them the beer will say, here, Mr. Feeney. So.
1: If we'll ever, if we ever have a tie, our life will be so, so oh incredible. <laughs> it's listeners out there, you, they don't know that we used to do every single one of these rules every single week, and everyone ended in a Mr. Feeny tie rule. And it's never happened once, but maybe <laughs> one day. Um, Sean. Especially thoughts on with the rules?
0: The one scoring on stuff, it will never mess. Yeah, decimals, yeah. Never. Sean, thoughts, um, on this,
1: uh, th- thoughts on this bet, and, w- and what do we expect the next event to be?
0: Look, here's the thing. I like it. It'll be fun whenever we all get together, except we've done like multiple beer bitch bets and stuff, and they've never happened. So you better fucking do it. <laughs> well,
2: what, what makes you think it's going to be me? Maybe I'm going to come out from behind and destroy Jigs this week. Look,
1: I, he did say you, that he needs a he needs 100 points tonight to even be into it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. We just need to get these bets actually happening, a.k.a. Chris, go to Target and be an employee. Um <laughs>
2: Hey, COVID man. <laughs> yeah,
0: Target is essential. It's been open this entire time. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so
1: I the only thing I don't like is um, when the event's going to happen. But what kind of cooler, like what kind of cooler are you thinking? Like what kind of size are you thinking? Like is it a stra- Is are you allowed straps over the shoulder?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. I just, I think the cooler just can't leave, you know, the aide de camp's body. Like at any point in time, he has to have at least a finger on it. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah. What's going to be really hard is when you're playing like a yard game, playing like post or something. And yeah, I like it. I like it. Are you, um, is the president allowed to, are they ever allowed to give the nuclear football to a friend? Like, Hey, give this, give this guy a beer. Or is it only,
2: Ooh. I mean, I guess he could. However, that would be one of his six beers. Yeah. So I mean, he would be then out of them. I mean, even whenever the the six beers are done, you know, you still have to carry the cooler around. You can't set it down at all. Oh, like it's, it's all right, on yeah. your person forever. That's
0: what. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, if you crush the beers in forty five minutes, then you just.
2: Oh no! Nope that that is your satchel. That is that is a part of your body. That is your second dick. <laughs>
0: Weird way uh, to describe it, but
1: <laughs> uh, I like it, man. Hey, I, I like it. I like week one. I hope that you end with exactly a hundred points tonight, just to make things interesting, because that's your only chance. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this bet, man. I, I can't wait to see. So the next goal, Sean, I want you to think about when that event might happen. Hopefully, we can all get together soon to make this happen, because I'd hate to go too long before this isn't cool anymore.
0: Okay. Someone else can plan an event, too. I don't have to be the only one that
1: does stuff. Nah, that doesn't work. Sean, Sean, you're the commissioner's (laughs) husband, Sean. All right. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us on this iteration of IBL. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, to see how it goes. Good luck.
2: Absolutely. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Later.
0: Agree to disagree. Brought to you by the 7th Place Scooters.
1: As always, a crowd favorite, agree to disagree. And this month we have something that is not only fun and relatable, but I feel like it's very controversial, Sean. I know that a lot of people will uh, write in to disagree with us. What do you think?
0: Um, I mean, if anyone writes in, it's just going to be Zach Long because he's the only person that ever writes in. Um... I mean, I don't know. We uh, we kind of eliminated the top two most logical choices, so I don't know. I'm curious to see what people think, and uh, if anyone has any like burning passions or desires for ones we don't choose.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's an easy one here that we thought was just, uh, there's two of them that just unfair, right? Beer Pong yeah. and Flip Cop, right?
0: Yeah, so after hearing those, if you didn't guess, we're going to be debating the best drinking games.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't announce what what actually was, no. huh? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, pretend I didn't say that. So there was a picture. It wasn't even a text I can read you. It was just a picture that Mr. Zachary Main sent of uh, uh, individuals, including Sean Newport. I think it was in college playing Edward Forty Hands, and that's what brings us uh, to today's agree/disagree.
0: The picture was Edward Four Loco Hands. So.
1: <laughs> just suicide so so we said what are the top three most fun most awesome drink memes of all time and as i already spoiled lead uh, we're not going to do beer pong or um, flip cup but we are going to discuss our top three and then we'll debate the number one sean what took you to your decision today
0: so i feel like there's a lot that can go into this there's a lot of drinking games out there um to me, there's a few things that make them really good. You know, they have to be fun to play, enjoyable, not miserable. Like to me, that's why I would never put like Edward for 40 hands or four loco hands in there. Cause like it sucks. It's terrible to do. Um, you know, there's some games out there, and I don't know what you pick, so I don't want to go into crazy detail, that just have way too many rules and like way too hard to explain.
1: Mm, so it's okay. like if
0: if you're having a party with some people and they don't know what that game is, like it's a pain in the ass to just spend 45 minutes explaining the game where it's like, everyone knows what beer pong and flip cup are. So yeah. I yeah. try to take into account how quickly you can get the game going. If people don't necessarily know, uh, like, do you need uh, extra equipment maybe that you don't have uh, yeah. available? Uh, yeah. So you no, know, I feel like there's a lot that, uh
1: that actually goes into this. I completely agree. I thought the same thing. I thought, the the fun ability rating like the inclusivity that's not a word either um it's so getting is one if i said it right it would have been a word um including everybody having fun getting drunk right but also right. you're right like it does uh, do you need to have stuff at the house or can you just sit down and start playing so mine do include props uh, i will admit some of them do but um and I don't think they're too hard. I I, I can't wait to hear your list because you went to Penn State and probably had so much more fun than me, but I had a good time as well. I learned some games. I taught people games. Teaching drunk people, already drunk people, a new drinking game is the, just the epitome of America. It is just an absolute clusterfuck of awesomeness. And I think that it has to be a balance of, I'm going to explain it and you're going to be confused at first, but just sit down, enjoy and watch around and you'll get catch on, right? I think that is a perfect game. So I'm going to allow you to start... We're going to start with number three, as always, then we'll debate number one. And Sean, I am going to ask for the for our sober listeners out there, um, just a quick 30-second elevator pitch of what each game is and why you chose it.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, so I mean, at Penn State, like, we definitely had some weird games that I feel like some of our friends made up. Um, so I tried not to pick any of those uh, because no one would have ever heard of any of the stuff. So I'm going to pick some ones that I feel like people would have played. Uh, the first one, I put it number three because it's kind of just a relaxing drinking game where you don't really do a whole lot, but I feel like by the end of it, it's a great time and that's wizard staff. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, the goal is just sit down and drink beer. And after you finish a beer, you have to duct tape your next can on top of that one. And the goal is at the end of whatever time period, whoever has built the longest wizard staff, or you can set like first one to 10 wins. But it's fun because by the end, you're just carrying around a wizard staff of beer cans. You can hit each other, you can yell, thou shalt not pass, like uh Gandalf. I mean just <laughs> a fun time for all. It's very enjoyable, but to me, definitely not worthy of number one. But you know, yeah. everyone has it, you just need a roll of duct tape, and you're good to go.
1: Completely agree. I love this. I used to play where you have to get it taller than you. Yeah. Because then the short people have an advantage because you know they usually don't drink as much as the big guys. But if it's taller than you, you, whoever gets taller than you, you become the wizard, and that's a lot of fun. And yeah, you get to just yeah. carry wizard bath. It's great. See, I don't, I don't like
0: taller than you because like then Ian has to drink one beer and he wins.
1: Oh, that's a good joke. Okay, my number three was uh was battle shots. It is nothing. I chose it number three. It's fun, but you need serious equipment you need the very specific equipment which is of course um shot glasses a ton of shot glasses it's it's battleship with shots some people actually have a set just for this you can actually buy it or you can make your own listen everyone knows how to play battleship sober everyone knows how to play battleship drunk it's very easy you get to shout you sunk my battle shot you get to take shots it's a good time it's only a one v one game usually that's why it's my number three it's just solid man it's just solid
0: it is great. Uh, for those of you who've never played, the key is you order two pizzas for when you're drunk and use the pizza boxes as your boards.
1: Oh, that's such a uh, such a pro move, man! I love yeah. that idea. Okay, so, then, so then you I, got
0: drunk food and your drinking uh, game.
1: Oh, just grease everywhere. Okay, I will start with my number two. Um, I was so good at this game, speed quarters. So you need a little bit of equipment. You don't need a lot of education. Yep, you, you know you have a bunch of drinks. A bunch of cups. Sometimes you use empty solo cups, or sometimes you actually do your own drink. Um, yeah, you bounce quarters into your cup, right? Speed quarters, though. You have as many quarters as possible. You're in a circle. You do rapid fire. Um, the person is, uh, across from you starts the same time you start. You both bounce a quarter into your cup. If you make it, you pass it to your right. And if the you know if the path ever catches up to you, and they hit the person right beside you hits their shot, they put their cup into your cup, you lose, you drink, and you're either eliminated or you lose a point or whatever it is. But if you hit the first shot, you get to go to the left. So you're struggling, you're struggling, struggling. And then all of a sudden, someone's about to hit your cup, you can hit your first shot. And that allows you to put your cup on the left, that person gets screwed. It's fun. It's cheering, everyone's standing, everyone's going crazy. And that's why it's my number two.
0: I love it. Um, I feel like I used to call that chandelier or similar to chandelier just without. I think you use ping pong balls, not quarter, but
1: okay. su- similar, super yeah.
0: similar. Yeah. Um, all right. So my number two, we eliminated beer pong because, you know, everyone plays it. But what's the main problem with beer pollen, Michael?
1: Uh, you probably should have prepped me for this. Um, I don't know the answer to that, Sean.
0: The main problem is that only a few people can play. You know, it's limited. You just got four people. Four max plus
1: celebrity shots.
0: Yeah, celebrity shots are always a good time. But when you really want to get it going, and I don't know if anyone else is going to play this, but I know Mains was there for the big weekend of Penn State where we played. Civil War is a great time. So if you don't know what that is, you make teams of however many you want. Um I think we used to do four on four. Uh, each person gets three cups placed in a triangle. And if you have five people, you have five balls and it is just a free for all. You just go nuts with five balls. There's no turns. You throw them, get them as quick as you can. And it's the goal to just knock out the opposing teams, all their cups to win the war. Um It is a lot of fun. It gets super addicting. We started it one morning while watching a Penn State game, and we played best of seven. And I think it ended up being best of seven, best of seven, best of seven. So you had to win like three series to win one. It took forever, but it was a great time.
1: That's fun. I don't know. if Maybe I've played that a few times with you. Um, I don't think it's an extremely popular game, but it sounds like an extremely fun game. Mayhem, beer spilling, people cheering. I'm all for that, man. I like that number too. Um, okay. That does that lead us to our number ones and it's time to debate, agree to disagree with the best non beer pong flip cup drinking of all time. And, uh, you know what, sir, I'd like you to start. So just go ahead and announce what it is. Give me your 32nd pitch and I'll announce mine and then we'll discuss.
0: Okay. So we agree. Let's eliminate beer pong and flip cup because that would obviously win. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So why not pick a game that is beer pong and flip cup combined into one? Oh, and that that's is why cheating. I chose baseball.
1: That is such cheating.
0: So if you haven't played baseball, it is normally three on three. Uh, you line up four beer pong cups in a row, and you take turns shooting. First cup is a single, double, triple, home run, and so on. Uh, if you miss, it's an out. But if you get a single... You go to the side of the table, a single, double, or triple, whatever, if you're on base. You go to the side of the table, and there is a flip cup there set up, and the other team has a catcher with their own flip cup, and it's a 1v1 race. And if the runner wins, they steal, and if not, they get an out. It is a phenomenal time, and it combines the two best drinking games, which I would say, into the overall greatest drinking game.
1: All right. Thank you, Tom Brady, for finding a loophole and cheating at Agree to Disagree. I think that's a great answer, but I think it's bullshit. I would like to um, disagree with you because the greatest game, non-flip cover, I'm not even close, man. I'm talking about a card game. I'm talking about the most classic drinking card game of all time. You might have a different name for it. I always call it asshole. Have you ever heard of asshole, Shawnee?
0: I have heard of asshole, Michael.
1: Listeners, you may or may not have. Maybe you'll understand the rules and be like, "Oh, I used to play that." Some people call it presidents. Um, here's why I love this game so much. You do need cards and you do need cups, but that's about it. And most houses have that. And also, I will say you do have a little bit more rules than usual. You have to kind of explain it because it's a card game, right? You put a card down. The next person has to put a higher card down or multiple lower card. And if no one can beat it they, you know, everyone drinks and the person that put those cards down gets to start over again. You know, it's it's pretty simple to learn, but it does take a couple rounds. But once you get going, the first person who gets rid of all their cards becomes the president. It's kind of like wizard staff, but like multiplied. He can make whatever rule, challenge, stupid shit to anybody. He can force anybody to just bend under their will. And if you're unfortunately the last person to lose your card, you are the asshole. The asshole has to drink all the drinks. He has to collect all the cards and shuffle. He has to get everybody's beer. He has to wear a stupid hat. And at the beginning of next round, he has to give the president his best card. So he's like stuck, man. Like they, if you become the asshole, and I think if you've ever played this game, you will remember the pain and misery of being the asshole for like six rounds in a row. And then you black out It's a great game. It's a fun screaming match. It's a card game. You're sitting, you're having a good time drinking with your friends. It's not mayhem, so you can still kind of enjoy it, but it is pain, misery for one person, and that's always fun for everybody else. And that's why I think Asshole is the greatest drinking game of all time.
0: So Asshole is a great time. I agree. I have always struggled with that game because – if you have a group of 7 or 8 people there's always 3 or 4 who don't play and it takes them so long to understand and I don't know why but that's a big issue for me with pretty much all card drinking games is I, I feel like I agree. Yeah so that's that's why I didn't even include any card games uh you know in my in my list because it just takes way too long for people to understand and if you only have you know a little bit of time at a party I don't want to spend 45 minutes trying to get people up to speed i just want to play my game
1: okay i agree but here's my thing i think that we're relying on college too much which of course is where the majority of drinking games come but i want to move to friendship right so it's not just about going to a random party playing with random people most games you're playing with your friends especially after college if you ever have time to play drinking games I and haven't i think played that...
0: a drinking game in like seven years
1: like think about like tailgates man we do tailgates all the time. In fact, we learned Canadian flip up j- just two years ago
2: in Correct. tailgates. And and I think you, know tailgates what, you know what
0: friends. you don't want to do at a tailgate is play cards. You want to be at a table with ping pong balls and flip cup playing baseball.
1: I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Can we at least try to play asshole in one of our tailgates this year? That's my request.
0: Probably not.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds like awful. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the thing about baseball. Um It sounds simple to you. I don't think it's as simple as you think for the noobs out there. I would disagree.
2: Go ahead. Which
0: is is the reason of this segment. I mean, it's just beer pong. You hit the first cup single, second cup double. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's not very hard to understand.
1: I feel like less people than you even understand what baseball rules are in general. And I'm talking about the sport, not even the drinking game. And that's where I disagree.
0: I mean, if you don't know what a single double, triple, and home run is, you should get the hell out of our country.
1: But also, if you don't know how to play a higher card than the other person, you should get out of America. Like, I, all, hey. all all this is is play a higher card than the other person or play doubles. That's I that's agree. Literally the- I,
0: I'm not – hey, I agree. I'm just saying people don't always understand that for some reason, but – for me, baseball and the beer pong rules have always translated better. Plus, uh, you brought up playing other places, and I think that helped my argument because you can play baseball anywhere, you can play it outside at a tailgate party where you definitely don't want to just sit there and play cards.
1: I hate this. Okay. I, I actually agree with you. And here's why is because um, the tailgate argument, which I Buried myself. I'm going to agree with you. And I'm actually looking forward to playing baseball with you at the tailgate. I think tailgate, I think baseball is up there. I still think asshole is by far the greatest drinking card game in America. And Um, I would fight you on that.
0: I will give you that one.
1: All right. I'll take that. All right, man. Well, hey, you know what? I guess we agree to agree. um, And I hate you. And uh, any parting words for the victor?
0: Uh, It's football season.
1: Dude. As you are listening to this podcast today, it is football season. And with that, I bid you adieu. And I would like to ask Zachary Baines to tell us what the one rule is. Pants are optional. Big thanks to David from Retro Voice for providing us with our voiceovers. You can find David on Fiverr by searching for Retro Voice. That's R-E-T-R-O-V-O-I-C-E. One word, no spaces. Retro Voice for all your voiceover needs. And a huge shout-out to Justin Shaw of Audionautix.com for creating all of our music on today's show. That's Audionautix, A-U-D-I-O-N-A-U-T-I-X.com. A fantastic website where you can search for and download hundreds of royalty-free audio clips. Thank you, David and Justin, and we'll see you all next time on Pants Are Optional.